What's going on, sports addicts? Welcome back to the Confessions of a Sports Addict podcast. Today, we will be going over the 2019 NBA free agency. We're going to be discussing the changing of the landscape, the winners and losers of free agency, the biggest surprise, new contenders, and teams on the cusp. So taking a look at changing of the landscape, the Nets obviously got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan. The Sixers acquired Al Horford and Josh Richardson. The Celtics got Kemba Walker and Ennis Cantor. The Pacers signed Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb. The Blazers traded for Hassan Whiteside. The Heat traded for Jimmy Butler. The Warriors traded for D'Angelo Russell and signed Kevin Looney. The Jazz acquired Boyan Bogdanovich, Mike Conley, and Ed Davis. The Pelicans also added J.J. Redick and Derek Favors. And let's not forget the Lakers traded for Anthony Davis about a week ago. So, Dylan, let's go ahead and get into the winners of free agency. Yeah, so the Nets this offseason were able to go out and add two top 10 to 15 players in the league to an already young and talented roster. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Nets definitely did a good job. Obviously, they were probably the biggest winner because they did get the two stars. They're the only team that's really gotten two stars this free agency. What about the Jazz? The Jazz this offseason, they were able to um, make improvements basically this whole time. They added a top 10 point guard in Conley. They added a deadly shooter in Bogdanovich. And that'll help this team make a deep um, push into the playoffs where we've seen them kind of like the last year or two. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like the Jazz. Um, They've obviously got Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert down there um, in Salt Lake. So I think they're going to be a team that's going to be able to make a push for the playoffs. Definitely a defensive-oriented team, but a team that will be able to shoot threes, obviously, with Joe Inglis out there. And then, like you said, Bogdanovich helps space the floor out even more. What about the Blazers? Yeah, my next winner is obviously the Blazers. Coming off a trip to the Western Conference Finals, the Blazers have done nothing but upgrade this roster, whether it was in the draft adding Nasir Little, trading for Bazemore, or Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think the Blazers do look good. They gave Dame um, a super max extension. The only thing that I am concerned about a little bit is that they did kind of trade away some of those pieces that they have. But like you said, they did get Bazemore. Um, and Whiteside, so I think that'll definitely help them out a little bit. I think they already have Nurkic there. Mm-hmm. It's either Nurkic or Jokic. It's whichever one you know doesn't play in Denver. But de- uh, the Blazers are definitely going to be a pretty good team this upcoming season, uh, maybe an NBA Finals favorite. Yeah, the next team on this list is going to be the Indiana Pacers. No one saw this team as a landing spot for a top free agent, and somehow they come out with Malcolm Brogdon. Anytime you can steal a young, talented player from a divisional rival, it's a win. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I don't think Brogdon is, you know, that special of a player, but he's definitely a pretty solid point guard. He's got good three-point range. He takes care of the ball, and, you know, he's a pretty smart player. And like you said, they did take him away from a divisional rival in the Bucks. I don't think he wanted to leave there, but they kind of had to with their cap situation, had to let him go. Milwaukee did. Yep, and the last team on this list for winners is going to be the Philadelphia 76ers. While they did lose Jimmy Butler, they were able to add one of the savviest uh, power forwards in Al Horford and a great all-around player in Josh Richardson to that starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that they're, you know, a much bigger team with Al Horford down there in the post with Embiid. They also did retain Tobias Harris, and, um, you know, Josh Richardson's good. I think that they're going to have issues shooting, so they're going to have to go out and acquire a couple guys that can shoot the ball. We'll see if that happens at the end of free agency or more towards the trade deadline. But Philadelphia, definitely a solid team. Horford is probably you know one of the more underrated players in the league today. 
Right. So now let's get into the losers from free agency. So my first loser is going to be the Charlotte Hornets. You can't lose a top five point guard and only come out with Terry Rozier. While Rozier is a good young player, he won't be able to replicate the production Kemba Walker had. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's kind of funny because I thought, you know, people were thinking that, you know, I don't know. I thought a lot of people thought that Kemba was going to stay there, but Michael Jordan apparently doesn't like to spend money on like his own players. I think, you know, we talked about it before. Kemba kind of wanted to go off and, you know, win, you know, championships. He thought that he could do that in Boston. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, Boston lost Kyrie and Al Horford. And like we said, they did get Ennis Cantor. But the Hornets, yeah, I mean, Terry Rozier is a good player, but he's not a Kemba Walker in this league. Yeah. The next team on this list, and perhaps the biggest loser, is the New York Knicks. Having the most available cap space in the league, the Knicks come out with only depth pieces. They miss out on the top free agents again, and they plan on waiting two more years for a swing at Giannis. Yeah, the Knicks, I don't know, man. We're going to discuss you know, a little bit about them more later, but... They, like you said, they did have a lot of cap space and they really didn't get anybody. I think it's nice that they did get some veterans to kind of help, you know, these younger players that they have on their team grow in the league. But at the same time, like Dennis Smith's been around now for like a year or two. And then RJ Barrett seems like he's been ready for this moment. So we'll see what happens there. It was weird that they added like three power forwards in the same day. Um, and they're all pretty similar players, honestly, in my opinion. So that was kind of weird. What about the Warriors? Yeah, the third team on this list is the Golden State Warriors. Losing one of the best players in the world hurts no matter what you got in return. While they were able to bring in D'Angelo Russell through a signing trade, it, he simply isn't the talent that Kevin Durant was. Yeah, and I, I think that the Warriors also did lose a couple um, you know, role players. They lost Andre Iguodala. Obviously, they traded him to Memphis, I believe. But I think Memphis is probably going to buy him out. And then they lost uh, one of those players to Minnesota that was on their bench. So it'll be interesting to see how the Warriors bounce back. Obviously, D'Angelo Russell, there's still rumors that he could be moved at some point in the season. Klay Thompson's probably not going to be playing much um, because of that torn ACL that he had in the finals. So really, all they have is Steph and Draymond and because Boogie left also. So Warriors definitely a big loser you know obviously it sucks that everything happened to them in the finals you know could have been their last chance to really win one but it's a new league it's yeah it's pretty much a new league at this point you know there's a lot more competitiveness right and the last team on this list is a team that you really didn't hear much about free agency is the Houston Rockets a team that we are used to seeing upgrade their roster this year, the Rockers, the Rockets just couldn't find a way to get James Harden more help. We're used to seeing them contend deep in the playoffs, but a lot of other teams have caught up. And I, you know, similar sentiment with the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, I would honestly would not be surprised if James Harden either looks to find a way out of Houston or if the Rockets look to deal him at some point in the upcoming future. A lot of people think that their window to kind of win a championship is closed. Obviously, they took the Warriors to seven games a couple years ago in the Western Conference Finals. And, you know, Chris Paul missing that last game kind of hurt. And, you know, apparently Chris Paul isn't the greatest, uh, you know, teammate either. He, Him and James Harden, like, weren't talking for a big portion of the season. He also had these issues in Los Angeles when he was playing for the Clippers. So... I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like you said, they really didn't make any upgrades. And 
I don't know. I, I think the Rockets are kind of on their decline at this point. So maybe they tear it up, open up some cap space, and you know maybe build a young team again. Right. So now let's get into our biggest surprise. Each of us have has one. I'll go first. So my biggest surprise is Malcolm Brogdon leaving the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks were on the doorstep of contention and don't manage to bring back one of their best young pieces. The Pacers look better coming out of free agency with this pickup, while the Bucks uh, left their fans scratching their head. Yeah, and just a quick take on that. You know, they obviously did sign George Hill, who was there last year, mm-hmm. veteran point guard who has played in the finals with the Cavs and with the Spurs. So he is ready for that moment. Obviously, he's not young, and I don't think he is quite as talented as Brogdon, but he has at least lived in those moments and played in those moments um, when you need a guy to kind of step up. Yeah, and they also signed Wesley Matthews, who should provide a little bit of scoring too. Yeah, Um, and then my biggest surprise is the New York Knicks. You know, I mentioned earlier that we were going to talk about them later. You know, they've been pushing the idea of making Durant a Nick for the past two years. They had two max slots which would have allowed them to pair him with another superstar, whether it be Kawhi, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Al Horford, anybody. And, you know, the young players on their team, such as Dennis Smith Jr. and R.J. Barrett, they failed to bring anyone near that talent into the organization. The reasoning for non-signing Durant is because he had that torn Achilles that, you know, the Warriors really gave him bad advice and let him go out there and play. And it cost them. The Knicks didn't want to spend the money because they didn't know how he would recover. I don't blame them for that. But at the same time, like just Durant's presence on the floor is just different. Yeah. I mean, he's like a player that, you know, he can make other guys around him better just because he can score from any point on the floor. So I think they just they just missed again. They did the Knicks thing and just not even offering him a contract. Like, come on. You're the Knicks. You need a you need a big time guy to be able to become relevant again. Yeah. And then getting into the new contenders here, you know, we kind of discussed it. There's the 76ers, the Utah Jazz, the Portland Trailblazers, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, I think all of these time all these teams actually did get better. I think, you know, the Toronto Raptors, you could if Kawhi goes back there, obviously they're still going to remain a contender. The Clippers be, could become a new contender. Lakers are just with AD and LeBron. They're there. And then teams on the cusp. Yeah, the teams on the cusp that we have, you know, the Nets, obviously KD is probably not going to play this year. So it's going to be Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan and Karis LeVert carrying that team, which there's nothing wrong. And those guys can definitely win, you know, at least 50 games. 50 and 32 mm-hmm. is not bad. Who knows, you know, how much further they can go than that. But once Kevin Durant comes back, that team will definitely be a team on the cusp of, you know, being a contender. And then the Pelicans, if that young nucleus of talent can come in, you know, like we said, they added Derek Favors, a power forward, and they also got J.J. Redick in free agency. And all those guys from the Lakers trade. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, one of the other things that I did want to mention is there are some good free agents still left out there. The Morris brothers are out there. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard hasn't made his decision. Um, Boogie Cousins is still out there. So there's still some talent out on the market. Obviously, we weren't able to discuss them because they haven't been signed yet. Who knows what's going to happen with more trades coming up? Um, Obviously, we're Cavaliers fans, so it sucks that they really didn't get to do anything, but they did draft three young, great players. Uh, It'll be interesting watching the NBA this season because it's going to be a lot more competitive. 
You know, I think the East are going to have more teams with better records elevated. They're going to be a little bit more top heavy, but that middle of the pack is going to be pretty good. Um, and then the West, I think, is going to be more competitive, obviously, because the Warriors aren't heavy, heavily stacked. If Kawhi goes to the Lakers, obviously, that's going to kind of make it another situation like that. But, you know, we'll see what happens in the NBA this year. I think we're both interested in seeing what happens um, and watching basketball again. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a lot more fun to watch and be involved with um, this year. We appreciate you guys for watching. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We are trying to get these podcasts published to iTunes. So they are waiting for review. So hopefully that happens. Um, we appreciate your support for listening. We'll see you guys in the next video. And we'll talk to you guys in the next podcast. Thank you.